Hi, this is Ray Park. I play Darth Maul in The Phantom Menace, and you're listening to An Elegant Weapon. An Elegant Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. An Elegant Weapon for a more civilized age. This is a journey into sound. How's everybody doing today? Have you ever seen of this? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Michelle Nichols. Michelle Nichols, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> or somebody used to say JDs and little men. <laughs> Thank you so much for spending the time and talking to us today. Thank you. It is so much. an absolute honor to have you here. The honor is all mine. Thank you. Uh, basically, the most important okay. people in the world are here, and oh. that's Star Trek fans. Thank you very much. Very sweet. Hooray for you guys. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure there are many, many questions that all of you have, so mostly we'll do this Q&A. Okay. But, uh, I'm a big fan, and there's just Thank one you. or two things I wanted to maybe ask you about mm -hmm. first. There we go. I'll get to that. Um, I recently, uh, as, as uh, having all you Trek fans in here, is anybody familiar with the Mission Log podcast? No? Okay. Which one? The Mission Log podcast. And uh, it's just, you know, a little <clears throat> podcast show. And what they do is they, uh, every episode is a review of an episode of Star Trek. And they started in the oh. beginning, and they're working their way all the way through. That's wonderful. And they're about halfway through Next Generation. Uh -huh. And uh, I, I'm not sure where they were, but they actually sat down with you. Mm -hmm. And it was one of the most amazing interviews that Thank I've you. ever heard. Thank uh, you. You were so wonderful inform and informative. I just want to let you guys know, check out Mission Log Podcast. And, uh, oh, creepy. Um, and please enjoy her interview. It is so insightful and wonderful. Thank you. Um, you can ask me anything you want. I won't answer anything. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you can ask me anything you want, and I know everything. I tell all. There's one thing I would it like to... It says here. <laughs> Um, you're known so well for Star Trek, uh -huh. but you are so talented and have done so much beyond Star Trek. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm a big fan of the 70s and certain independent films, mm -hmm. and you did a film called Truck Turner. 
Do you know, does Didn't it, I ever. Does anybody familiar with Truck Turner? Yeah. Um, that, the, that character is so far away yes. from Uhura that it was so strange. Because, you know, you grow up and you're watching Uhura. You forgot I was an actor. You were incredible. <laughs> and it's not Uhura. Thank In fact, you. Yeah, the kids may not want to see this one. But a fantastic portrayal. It really was. Thank you. It was, it was really wonderful. So, Thank you very much. Um, what was it like uh, getting to stretch, you know, that kind of side of your acting skills? Uh, but as an actor, it's not a stretch. As an actor... Um, if you accept the, the role, it's, it's something you want to do, you become the character. So you build the character, you do background. Hello? Are we missing something? Come on. A couple stragglers, come on. There you go. Welcome. Thank you. Um, you build something. And uh, you create something. You create a character, but nobody else creates like you created. Um, and uh, it becomes a person with you, you know. So it becomes one of the many characters that you create, and they become a family. You, my, my family of... of um, of characters that I've created. So there, it's fun and, hello! <laughs> so, <laughs> there are ears up here that I don't want to hear. They might not want to hear me, but they don't want to hear you. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, and any other questions? Yeah, yeah um, what we can do here actually, we've got, uh, we have any questions? to have a question come in, in the center down and then uh, as they are ready to ask a question they cut, would be closer to me and everyone can hear oh, come on J.J. Abrams? Yeah. Yeah, I thought she, we're talking about the gal that did her. I thought she was wonderful. And what was um, wonderful even more about her is that she was nervous as a cat. You know, she's a, you know, and she was so happy to be chosen, and then she was scared to death, you know. And so she said, before I can even accept this, I have to talk to Miss Nichols. And they said, well, you know, 
we can't let you talk to her um, because we don't we don't we don't run her. You know, she does her own thing. And um, somehow she was determined she wasn't going to do that role until she had talked to me. And I didn't know what she wanted to talk to me about or that she was even in that position, you know. And uh, finally, somebody that she knew knew my phone number. She went through, she refused to take the role until she talked to me. And so, you know, I didn't even know this. And so finally I get this call. I said, would you please talk to this girl because she won't talk to Roland. <laughs> and so I said, all right, I'll talk to her. You know? <laughs> and she came to my, and so she, I talk, spoke to her. And she said, oh, I can't believe I'm talking to you. I said, wait a minute, you wanted to talk to me about something that you... She says, yeah, but I'm so nervous. I said, where do you live? And she told me. And I said, you live about four, about a mile from where I live. Why don't you come to my home? She went... <laughs> I said, I'll send a car for you. <laughs> you will? <laughs> she was so wonderful. She finally she came to the house, and I had lunch for her. She couldn't eat. <laughs> I said, if you don't eat it, I'm going to have to eat it, which means that I'm going to put on some weight, which means that I am not going to be happy with you. <laughs> Okay, so we had lunch, and finally, she was just a wonderful gal. She relaxed, and she said, you're so normal. <laughs> I love your house. And I just took her all around the house and upstairs and out on the backyard, and we just kept talking. Before she left, we were the best of friends. You know, she was totally relaxed. We laughed our heads off. Uh, I made lunch for her, and I uh, had made lunch for her. And um, I poured her some wine. <laughs> and, and <laughs> I had a vodka and tonic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and she said, oh, no, the wine is fine. And she said, oh, this is good wine. The next thing you know, we were the best of friends. We were laughing and talking. She finally took the vodka and tonic. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, we were there for, she was there for about two and a half hours. And then she said, oh, my God, I'm taking up all your time. And I said, no, I'm taking up your time. And she said, you are really strange. <laughs> I said, no, I'm not. I'm like this all the time. And so she said, you are the strangest star I ever met. And I said, how many have you met? And she said, not many, but they weren't like you. <laughs> so we had a wonderful time. And she stayed the afternoon, and I had the food served and, and so forth, and I had wine. And, and she had wine. And the next thing you know, we were the best of friends. You know, yeah. Yes, ma'am.
I'm sorry. What? Uh, I read somewhere that you were going to quit Star Trek early on, but, but then you met uh, Martin uh, King Jr. I was wondering what, what, what he said that inspired you to, to keep doing what you do. Uh, the question was that she um, had heard that I was going to leave the show and met Mark, Dr. Martin Luther King, which is exactly what happened. Um, I, I was not going to quit the show, just quit the show. I had an offer on Broadway, which as an actor, that was my ultimate get, uh, um, aim and to star on Broadway, you know. And um, when they heard that I was going to be leaving the show, I hadn't even told anyone yet, but they knew about the offer, and I said I always wanted to play on Broadway, so evidently I was going to leave the show. Well, I wasn't going to leave the show. I was going to ask for a leave of absence for a short period of time to go and do this wonderful thing for a couple of weeks. Well, it got all over. She's leaving the show, and people are writing in and calling in and blah, blah, blah. And so finally I called Broadway and Thelma said, would you hold that role uh, for some other time given to somebody who can, you know, uh, be happy to get it, uh, or as happy as I, but I have a commitment that I have to, have to do. Nobody was happy. I wasn't happy about it. They weren't happy because I couldn't do both. You know, nobody would cooperate, you know. And so I even cried, you know. I really wanted to do both of them. Nobody crack, you know. <laughs> so, so I had to do the commitment that I had made and, I, and uh, I never regretted it, you know. And I got to Broadway anyway. I was just wondering what Martin Luther King said to you that inspired you. I mean, because I read that you know, with your meeting. I, didn't, I just wondered... Dr. Martin Luther King, uh, during this time that I'm deciding whether to do one or the other, so I meet Dr. Martin Luther King, who, of course, is like the be-all, end-all to me. He says, um, I love your blah, 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 on the show, Star Trek and blah, blah, blah. And he said, and, and my family is so crazy about you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, um, yes, thank you so much, Dr. King. I'm going to be leaving the show for, he says, you can't. <laughs> I said, what you talking about, Dr. Martin? <laughs> I said, you have no idea what I've been waiting for to do this. You cannot. I said, you're for real, right? I mean, you're serious. I mean, you're telling me what I can and can't do. He says, no, I'm not telling you what you can and can't do. I'm telling you what you can't do. <laughs> you cannot leave the show. So I did. <laughs> 
and I'm, I'm, I've never regretted it. and think that I'm supposed to know what he's talking about. <laughs> so, so what I've is that one of the biggest creative people behind the movies that are really Nicholas Meyer. Okay? Mm -hmm. What was it like working under Nicholas Meyer as opposed to Leonard Nimoy directing or Harvin or way back Action Roddenberry? What was it like to move You're not going to get me to answer that question. in one way or another. Um, and I also didn't enjoy some. Who <laughs> shall remain anonymous. <laughs> um, as much as uh, I didn't enjoy them as much, you know. Because every director is different, you know. And they treat you differently. And some treat you like a human being and a fellow actor and a fellow creator. And, a, and the other ones treat you like you're a puppet. You know, you do this and that and the other. And actors are not going to do that, you know. And so this one director, you know, was really, really one of those. You do what I say because I'm the director and he said so. And I explained to him, no, we don't. I don't. And he said, then you're fired. And I said, no, you're fired, because I've got a contract for a long period of time. And I said, let's talk to the producer. So it took, oh, I took him to the producer, Gene Roddenberry's office, and um, Roddenberry happened to be there, and I said, uh, it's very important because my the current director has a problem with me. And he said, you got a problem with Miss Nichols? Nobody has a problem with this. <laughs> he says, well, she doesn't want to do what I'm telling her to do. And he said, oh, you mean a directorial problem? And he said, yes, I'm explaining to her. And, and G. Ron Bay sat there and listened to him so and he listened to it, and he said, and so on, and I told her, blah, 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 and then she said, I can't, Uhura can't do that. And the, and Jane Roddenberry said, so what was it you wanted her to do? And um, he said, well, you know, it's very important that she, blah, 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 blah. And Jean Roddenberry said, well, Miss Nichols will do anything that you want her to do. 
And I guarantee, he said, thank you very much. He says, but Uhura won't. <laughs> That's why every actor loved working for him, <laughs> because he allowed you to create your character, you know? And if it was something he didn't like, he'd tell you along the way so that you could read uh, you know, uh, put it in, and you didn't, he just didn't go slam bang, create anything you want, you know. And he knew what he wanted, he explained to you what he wanted, and you could vary from it within it, you know, those parameters. But you just couldn't take it and go and do something totally, you know, like take your clothes off or something. Uh, but, it, you know, he was wonderful to work for. So we knew when somebody said something different from where he told us our character was to begin with. You know, we created that character together. He told us everyone what he wanted, what's on, and we brought to him how we saw it within those parameters, and he either okayed it or didn't, you know, or said, well, let's go someplace else, or, or keep working on it. And mine was, I love it, let's go there, you know? So when, so when this uh, one guy, you know, uh, director, wanted to change it, and I said, no, you can't change that, because, hello? <laughs> Hello. And so I said, <laughs> thank you. Ho, ho, ho. Thank you. And, 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 so, and so, you know, it was just something that was totally out of the range of, of what we had created because I created it with my original director, you know, from, from, uh, that went all the way to New York. You know, and this director, he didn't like me for some reason to begin with. He didn't think I should be in, in a, you know, he, he had uh, uh, somebody else in mind. I mean, he wasn't even in on the beginning, you know, but here he's going to come marching in, and uh, he thought he was going to get me fired. And the next thing he knew, um, the main producer from New York had heard about it, made a trip back there, and I thought he's gonna get fired. He had come in to fire me. He came in and fired him. <laughs> he said, my characters know who they are, my actors know who they are, what they want, they're there to help you create what I've created and what we've created together. So you can't come in and Changed the character. The, this director said, "said Well, what you really should do is change her." My director said, "It's really been nice working for you. <laughs> if I ever need a director that I want to change me, doing what I do." And my actors, I'll call on you, but it won't be soon. 
I swear. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes, hi. Thank you for being here and doing this panel. I'm really enjoying it. Thank you so much. In all the years of filming, with such a charismatic group of individuals, you must have had some fun memories. What is your favorite memory from filming the show? Well, I just shared one with you. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't exactly my favorite one, but... <laughs> I, I think, uh, by and large, every day that I came to work was my favorite. I loved uh, the show. I love the character. I love the freedom that the creator of it, Gene Roddenberry, had given me. And, and any time I wanted to add something to it, I didn't just add to it. I went into his office and I said, Gene, I want to talk to you. I was thinking about this, what do you think? And he either said no, or, or and, and told me why, or I love it, go with it. And that's the way he was. And it, it, it made it um, so free uh, to work with him. And all the actors felt the same way. We loved Gene Roddenberry collectively, you know, and uh, um, because he loved us, you know, our characters. And if we, if we wanted to do something different with our characters, we went and talked to Gene about it. He either said, go with it, I like it, or let's try it, I like it. Or, I don't think I like that one. Thank you very much, I might go something else. <laughs> but that, that's the work ethic uh, um, that we had together, and it was, it was wonderful. It was wonderful, by, by and large, for everyone. Thank you. And thank you, because, as as uh, as uh, audience, because um, that was everything, you know, what Gene wanted, and that we created it, and that uh, that our audience um, loved it, you know, by and large, and 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 as an audience, they would write in and tell us what they thought. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. Hi. Um, I grew up with Star Trek because my uncle was a director. So whenever he would babysit, that's what I was watching. So when the new movies came out, I was really... Uh, uh, would you do me a favor and lower your mic so that I can hear what you're saying? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Say again. I said, uh, I grew up with my uncle. When he would babysit, he put on Star Trek. So that's what I grew up watching. Oh, how wonderful. <laughs> you had a great uncle. <laughs> Oh, Zoe? Yes. I'll tell you a story about Zoe. <laughs> Zoe got the, got the role when they're going to do, you know, she was nervous as a cat on a hot tin roof. She got the role and she was so excited and then she went, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. She said, Is it as good as Michelle was? It's create your own, you know, they were saying. She said, oh no. She said, I grew up with who, 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 were, 
played by Michelle Nichols, and that's who I want. And uh, to to he said they said, well that's why we chose you, you know that we we knew that you'd bring the essence of the best of blah blah blah. blah. You know she said. The next thing you know, um, she uh, got in touch with me, you know, and she, and I said I'm sure that whatever you're I'm talking on the phone to her. So the next thing I knew, she found out where I lived and she was. <laughs> had a, uh, um, the car from the studio bring her to, and I looked out, somebody said, who is that? And I looked out the window and somebody's gonna, and I said, for Christ's sake, she looks like me. You know, maybe she's a relative. She came in and it was uh, Zoe, and she said, I was afraid to call you and ask you if I could come. My, so I thought I'd just show up. I found out where you lived. I said, come on in here and sit down. Now, what do you want? And she said, I did just that. Now, what do you want? And she said, um, um, well, I want to know, blah, 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 blah. And the next thing you know, we were best of friends <laughs> and have remained so, because I thought she was just brilliant in, in the role, and I told her. Yeah, thank you. Hi there. Um, I just want to say I'm deaf as well, so I understand why, um, I understand why you're getting everyone to stand up here, because I don't understand. Why what? Um, I'm deaf. I, I have a profound hearing loss, and I totally understand why you get everyone to stand up close here. Uh -huh. I don't know what anyone else is saying either. Uh -huh. That's why I'm up in the front row so I can hear you. Um, I just wanted to say that, um, what was it like working with um, D Ford's Kelly? Is that how you say his name? With whom? Um, the actor who played Bones. What was it like working with him? Like, what was it like working with DeForest? Oh, DeForest Kelly? DeForest, sorry, the best. The best. He was the probably one of the most professional actors that I've ever worked with. And easygoing and, and, and wonderful. Um, but he didn't mess around on when it was, when I, we came on to work, um, it was all work, which is the way I work, you know. Uh, a lot of actors keep, uh, you know, kid and do whatever they're going to until they say, you know, action. When I go into work, it's action from the time I get, walk on the, on, uh, drive on the, on, on the lot, you know, because I'm there to work, to create, to, and develop. You know, I'm open to any, um, especially from the director, you know, <laughs> but I'm open to any suggestion and I think of one, I'll take it to the director, you know, and see do, how you feel about this. Or if it's my idea, I take it to the director. I just don't uh, uh, pull it off on them, you know, like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, <laughs> where they're going to ask, what is that, you know? Uh, no, I, I go to the director. I clear everything with the director. I give him new stuff in, in the performance of it, and then as a, 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 a director, uh, giving me the respect also, uh, 
will, might want to know, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, and, um, but, but working with a, a good director is one of the most wonderful things that you can, as an actor, that can happen to you. And I've been very fortunate. And, and to have a good director, you have to give your director the respect due him, you know. And then your director um, gives you the respect due you as an actor. And that's the divine way to work. Thank you. Hi, Ms. Mitchell. I have one simple question. And there are no simple questions. <laughs> I hope this is simple. We'll see. Um, in the scene where you kissed William Shatner. I knew it was not simple. <laughs> I just want to know did he at least use breath notes? Did he what? Did he use breath notes? Breath notes? Yeah, and did the mouth smell good or was it not so smell? I don't know what he used, but he had a wonderful kissing breath. And I made sure I brushed my teeth every day. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. I didn't know I had one. <laughs> on the note about the kiss. On um, what? The kiss. Uh huh. How was that viewed at that time? Um, it was the first interracial kiss on TV? No, the first interracial kiss was between my grandfather and my grandmother. <laughs> so I was uh, quite accustomed to it. We have a, a totally interracial family all the way through. You know, you'll find one of whatever's on the planet somewhere in my family. So, you know, we're not one thing. We're one family. So it, it's like, it's okay with me if you don't look like me and smell like me and talk like me because I'm very interested in what my cousin or my brother says, you know. It's, um, I think that's really very weird to, to um, identify your, yourself vis-a-vis -vis another person with what they look like or where they came from or whatever, except when it's interesting, you know, and you want to share together, you know. Like, uh, where did you get all that beautiful blonde hair? I really wish I had. It is beautiful. I'm telling you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You bought it? From a bottle. No, 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 you didn't. It's too natural. Any more questions? I know. It's, it's, the Star Trek cast has a very unique you on the growth of all these kind of events, mm -hmm. Comic-Cons. You guys have all been there mm -hmm. since the beginning. Um, could you just touch on what it's like to have seen this culture grow to this extent, um, from you know tiny little ballrooms in the 60s and 70s 
to giant arena shows and such. It didn't surprise me at all. No. No, because um, Star Trek fans come from every walk of life, you know? And it's very interesting. You can be talking to one. We all have a similar, one, at least one absolutely same feeling, and that's Star Trek is wonderful. <laughs> uh, the creator of Star Trek was just, uh, uh, Gene Roddenberry, was just a brilliant man, and he always um, left open for differences, and that's why he was so, so good. Uh, Uh, whoever is in the back that's talking, we can hear you all the way up here. And if you want to uh, get involved with us, uh, please let us know. Otherwise, there's a lot of room back there. A whole lot of room out of here. <laughs> Thank you. It's, it's, it's it's, 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 it's interesting to know because you must experience, you've been doing these for so long, mm -hmm. you must be so comfortable in these environments, yes. yet every time you're in one, you're just surrounded by people who are nervous by your presence. <laughs> and you guys have mastered putting people at ease and making them feel comfortable. They're not uncomfortable around my presence because within minutes, I am so involved into their lives that they forget. <laughs> they forget. Right? <laughs> I want to know more about them than they want to know about me. I think uh, Trek fans, Trekdom, I call them Trekdom, um, are just about probably the smartest people on the planet because they understood what Gene Roddenberry, you understand what Gene Roddenberry was giving us. It's, 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 so, yeah. yes. it's brilliant. Uh, you always speak very highly of uh, Gene Roddenberry. Mm -hmm. And he so nailed the vision that everyone would want to see. Absolutely. He just nailed that part of human nature That's that right. ho hope, the hope for the future. That's right. And, That's uh, exactly yeah. it. Yeah, and it's, it's amazing how widespread he touched this idea that's in all of us. It's, it's there you go. That, that is the secret of the success of Trekton, yeah. is Gene Roddenberry's view. Um, and he left us way too soon. Mm -hmm. it's, way it's too soon. But he's still here, and he's still I here. think you might have had a little bit to do with it, too. With oh, the, but that was the brilliance of him. Yeah. Was selecting you. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> uh, it wasn't so much that as the selections that he made for the characters. And so that, I mean, each and every one mm -hmm. brought to it our own unique, outlook of what that character was. And that was cleared with Gene. You know, he would always, even if it was different from what he intended, his, you know, it was like, uh, you know, the dog that goes like this, <laughs> he <laughs> listens, he listened, you know. Yeah. And if he didn't like it, he would, so, well, that might be 
then let me think about that. And then he'd tell you no. Or he would tell you, go with it, mm. you know. And that was the beauty of working with you guys, them. After You've been standing there, please. Oh, I'm sorry, absolutely. I have one. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, have, I have a question. Yes, oh, okay, please. Absolutely. Yes, go Sorry, I don't need to Come be, um, come yeah. thank you. Yes. Um, I, I, it's sort of a question and it's sort of a, a requesting for you to tell us a little bit about another topic too. One thing I just wanted to say is what you did when you portrayed your character in the 60s, because I was a little young lady in the 60s, mm -hmm. and we watched the show regularly every week and mm -hmm. whenever anything came on. Um, you gave women generally across the whole planet mm -hmm. the option of being smart. And you gave us respect. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. What was so wonderful about what you're just saying is I couldn't have done it. None of us could have done had the freedom without Gene Roddenberry. That's what he gave us, and that's what he gave you through us. You know, because we could take anything that we were feeling, go to Gene, talk to him about it, and he would say either, I don't think so, but let me think about it. Or he would say, yes, go with it. Let's see how it develops. And the, he was just so wonderful to work for. The man was incredible, and he had a mind, you know, just. And he he respected an actor's mind, and a lot of directors don't really respect actors. It's like we're automatons, you know. Only the director knows what it's a, but. Gene was not like that, and he wouldn't even hire a director who, who went that way. You know, the director went and told him, I'm having a problem with an actor. He would say, what's the problem? And uh, he would say, well, blah, 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 blah. And he said, well, actually, the actor is correct. Why don't we go on that, on that director? Or he would say, I'll talk to the actor and you won't have that problem anymore, and that's exactly what he did. If, it, if, it, if the director was right and the actor was wrong, he listened to the director, Gene Rodmere, come to the, to the actor and say, on this, the director is, is right. You know, this is, don't go outside of your character, just stay outside of your character, and you'll always be right and I'll always be on your side. You know, but if you suddenly start stretching out somewhere else, you know, and doing splits in the middle of the person, <laughs> he, he was, but he, but a director was always uh, highly respected. And you better be one that respected your director too. But the director better be respecting you too. So that was what that was the wonderful part about working with Gene Rodmer. Yeah. Thank you. Hi, before you open your mouth, 
I love what you have done. It is gorgeous. Thank you. She kind of went where I was going daughters and you helped inspire my children to want to touch science which was never to, do what? to, to want to touch science to, to, to get involved science. Science. To touch how stars, wonderful animals. thank you and you know a lot of girls were never pushed towards science and mathematics and you really were very much an inspiration for all of these generations of women that say you know what I can do that if she can do it thank you so much so much uh, we felt free to do that for the very reason that I, I was just talking about Gene Roddenberry uh, established that, you know. If he didn't like it, he told you and it would be no, and you would say, okay, thanks, you know, or can I argue the point with you? You argue all you want, but it's not going in. He would say, or he'd say, dang it, you're right. Okay, let's, let's try it. If he liked it, he kept it, and if he didn't, he did. He it was out, you know. And and he was that wonderful kind of person to work for and with. You weren't, you knew you were working for him because he hired you, but you were always working with him, and he was always working with you. He never dictated. You know, he gave you something to develop as an actor. If it developed in the direction that he liked, that was just fine with him. You know what I mean? Didn't he? So, yeah, he was wonderful. Thank you. I love what you have on. Thank you. I, I think we have just about enough time for these three guys. So okay. we get these three more questions. No in. more. Yeah. No more folks up there. Um, this is kind of similar to what they had said um, as far as just being an inspiration for women. Um, a lot of, I think, it seems like what Jean Roddenberry's vision for was, it was like a future where women could be on a starship and mm -hmm. have that role. And um, I'm just kind of curious. Um, what are, maybe, do you have any thoughts as far as how the future itself has turned out for women and, um, like, just any thoughts on if you think we're living up to that vision that Roddenberry had where, you know, women have that place in, you know. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. I love your green hair and your white and your, and your yellow pants. <laughs> <laughs> But back to your question, which was what? <laughs> Do you have any thoughts on how the future has lived up to Gene Roddenberry's vision yeah. of women and their place in it? Yes. Um, I think Gene almost single-handedly liberated women from the point of view how women think. You know, um, a lot of people think they liberated women, you know, and so forth. Um, they didn't. <laughs> we liberated ourselves, but Gene Roddenberry uh, supported. He didn't think he liberated us. He simply supported, you know. And, and if, if you came up with a great idea, it was a great idea. It had nothing to do with you being a of male or female, or working for him or not. A good idea was a good idea. Right.
said to me, why? I said, because you belong to me. You're my NASA. <laughs> and to all of the rest of us, we're your bosses. 
you know, in essence. And so are you, you know, wherever we are, because we pay for you. It's our tax dollars that are directly. We should be involved with where our tax dollars go. And I'm so proud uh, to be a part of this and of what you have accomplished, NASA, uh, in, in taking us to the moon and taking us to the stars and taking us where when we're and that's only the beginning. Like, <laughs> wait a minute, calm down. <laughs> um, and and I, I suddenly, I got, it, it was so, that they were, hello? <laughs> oh, I probably, uh, hello. <laughs> I probably, because I, I was so, from the beginning, interested in our space program, I read up about everything that I could find. And I was especially um, a concern that we had, uh, they were all men. I said, well, I'm going to change that one. <laughs> I got this contract with NASA, and I said um, to recruit the first women and minority astronauts for the space shuttle program. And that was my idea, I took it to them. And they thought, it'll never work. I said, yes it will. <laughs> it will if you work it. You're the ones who run this, you know. I'm just bringing you different and better applicants, you know. And so I went under contract with NASA from headquarters in Washington to recruit the first women and minority astronauts for the space shuttle program. I, they said, yes, well, we know that you'll bring us uh, the best and so forth, and so that'll be simple. I brought them so many, they were going, would you stop? Would you stop? <laughs> There's so many. They were so amazed that there were so many women qualified and there were so many minority people qualified um, that they said, why didn't we know this before, you know? And I said, you didn't ask before and you didn't know me before. <laughs> so uh, uh, they gave me um, a plaque and a whole thing that I had changed the face of, of, uh, of NASA forever. And I love that. Thank you. But, but it was only because NASA was ready to do that, you know, and, and they hired somebody outside of NASA to, to change it and to make it, and then that, it just blessedly happened to be me. Yes. I'm sorry. After so many years of like working with so many great people, is there any wisdom that they told you that you just stuck out in your mind? I think what I learned from them the most is that I was right to begin with. <laughs> That, 
that was only in in uh, terms of they there were no women. You know, women worked in the offices and and had great uh, careers and positions, but they didn't think of women as going to the moon. Hello. You know, uh, they didn't think of women as running the area that, that where women weren't there, you know? And I proved to them that they really, really, really needed their mamas and their sisters. <laughs> and, and, um, and when NASA called me, I was in, in Washington, in, in D.C., they brought me to D.C. to uh, uh, their front office, you know, people at, at the top. And, um, and I, we talked about it and so forth, and they said, you're the first person that makes sense. And I said, you're the first person, I'm probably the first person you ever listened to about, <laughs> re about recruiting women and, and minorities. I said, you've got, You've got us all over the place, uh, running the you know the front offices and so forth. But you think we can't go to get you to the moon? You know, you think that only astronauts are only men? You know, and they, and so I said it doesn't say astro men <laughs> or astro women. It's astronauts. Whereas you know. And uh, and I said, why did you choose me? And he he said, well, we heard you speak. I said, oh, it's my big mouth again, right? He <laughs> said, yeah, and you got a big one, <laughs> and, and you talked long and hard, and was so convincing that uh, we realized we really have to change because I talked it all over the country, all over the world. Wherever I went, they had to listen to why the space program had to include women, because that's what was wrong with them, and, and had to include people of all colors and, and, and persuasions, and that was what was wrong with them. And they said, well, we didn't notice anything was wrong with us. I said, you didn't ask the rest of the people in the United States, but I'm here to tell you. <laughs> Thank you.